Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to episode 25 of the Ethan and Terry Show, a podcast dedicated to tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. It's your boy Ethan, aka Easy Pull Up. I'm here with my guy Terry Jenkins Jr. Terry, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, bro. Can't complain, man. Can't complain. A lot of news in the sports world in what the last 30 minutes, man? 30 minutes to an hour. Yes. It's been crazy. It, it, it's been crazy. So I guess it's only fitting, you know, that we were able to do the podcast today. Uh, instead of yesterday, because it gave us some time to kind of like get, or I guess it let the new, the news cycle kind of run its course. But uh, but man, yo, we got to start off with uh, talking about a sport that we do not cover at all. But considering the the climate uh, of uh, of the U.S. right now, man, it's very important. So in NASCAR, uh, I believe he's is he the sole African American driver in NASCAR. I believe he's the only one. No, I do believe that's correct. Yeah, Bubba Wallace, man. Uh, drives the legendary number 43 which is the same number as the owner uh i wouldn't say i guess the owner but i guess like the uh the the team that he races under i think his name is richard petty uh you know a noose was found hanging in his uh garage prior to sunday's race at talladega which was eventually uh postponed until uh monday um and then reports later came out that that bubba wallace was not the target of a hate crime and that mm-hmm. that that uh that the whatever was found there that was fashioned into what what appeared to be a noose had been there since the fall. Um, also, you know, um, it's like it was mind blowing to hear it at first because it's like wow, like this is this is insane. This definitely shows you that racism obviously is still alive today. But Terry, upon hearing this news, man, what what was your initial take? Um, man, and. A lot to take in at first, to be honest. Um, I mean, it's the the stance that he took initially was great, and, and I just want to say this: whether it's the truth or not, the stand that he took still should be taken, um, you know, or perceived to be taken with great courage. That it took for him to stand up and speak out about the things that he spoke about, um, but we don't. The reason it's still so mind-boggling right now is we don't know all the information other than what you spoke exactly verbatim. It doesn't seem like the FBI has has released any further information, but it brings us to question a lot of things. You know, if it was there last fall, since October, then, you know, did he know it was there before the season started back? Also, was you know, again, I, I don't know much about NASCAR at all. I'm not going to lie to you, but last October was at the exact last time he was there and this was always there. He knew that. Or was it like, you know, yeah, <clears throat> his first time ever being in a garage? Um, there's another thing is what was some random noose doing fashion and <laughs> well, rope actually fastened in a noose like why why is that sitting in the garage what's the purpose there um but yeah. it is i mean it, it brings about more questions with no answers i mean I, i've been doing research man honestly when i first information first popped in my phone i got my phone and i start trying to dig and dig and dig and dig and couldn't couldn't find anything um further than what is pn put out about what the FBI said. And, and, and you don't want to discredit an organization like the FBI. Um, definitely not. I mean, these guys are, are that's legit. 
one would think uh, <laughs> yeah. as you can get um we all know organizations like that can kind of have you know certain things going on within the building there's a lot of influence unquote. yeah cia and I'm, I'm not gonna get there to probably listen to this right now but we all know the cia and, and yeah. where they get most of their money from <laughs> yeah but so I mean, it's you. You don't want to outright just, you know, there's going to be conspiracy theories coming out. Oh, the FBI. I mean, we really don't know. Can we trust the integrity of the FBI? I hope so. I mean, yeah. these are the guys who are solving federal cases. Um, but I will say this. I mean, I, I probably can go and find several federal cases um, where the FBI helped investigate and decided um, in favor. I wouldn't say in favor, but had more of an egregious punishment for someone of black skin tone than a white skin tone when it comes to crime. But, you know, that's the justice system overall. Um, but yeah. other than, I mean, other than raising more questions when it comes to this exact incident, um, it just it leaves your mind bottled, confused. Hopefully more information will come out, mm-hmm. um, why the rope was there or information saying, you know, okay, he knew it was there. Then we have another Jesse Smolliate um, incident on our hand, which I really don't hope. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, especially for the times like it is now. Yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the time for that. I mean, that's yeah. those type of shenanigans for sure. But at the same time, I mean, it was reported that Bubba Wallace physically didn't see like the the noose. It was actually someone in his team who immediately okay. reported that, reported that to NASCAR. Um. And then it just went from there. Um, but the fact that, I mean, like like, like some of the reporters on ESPN, I mean, granted, yeah, I mean, I guess it's great that Bubba Wallace wasn't the target of a hate crime, but a noose was still there. I mean, we don't know what was going on in the fall. Like Tal- Talladega, um, I, I don't know how many times a year they race at Talladega. I don't know if it's, if it's only during like the earlier part of the season or what, or if there are other races that occur during the calendar year. But at the same time, it's like, yo, if that's the case, then what is the noose doing there in the first place? Yeah. You know what and I mean? Then I, then I thank you for pointing it out to the heat actually did see the noose there. I mean, because there, there's going to be certain groups of people, and you know who I'm talking about, um, what the internet likes to call right now the popular term Confederate flag people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, they're going to have fun with this, of course, but the and and along the lines the most important piece of information that's gonna be lost amongst the jokes is that he never saw a noose. It was reported to him and he reacted accordingly. Um, which makes you think if, if this was a hoax, um definitely wasn't didn't come from him at all. It definitely probably came from media, someone in the media trying to get some extra attention. Um they probably walked in there, saw it. Oh, this is a story. Let me run with it, and yeah, and you know, like the media ran with it, um, especially with the climate. Um, but again, it just brings about more questions. Even you know, even knowing that you know, he didn't see it directly, it still brings about more questions even further. It wasn't a media trick. Um, who thought of the idea? Why was it pushed so far? Um, did the media guy who reported to Bubba Wallace report to any other team mem- member or faculty member who was maybe knew that the noose was there for, since fall? Right. Um, even then, 
the biggest question of all is what, what's a noose doing hanging in the garage for you know nine months yeah <laughs> like you know what's what, what's that about no i mean you know, i mean there are a lot of questions that remain to be answered bro i mean at the same time i mean if there's any sport if there's any field of sports and entertainment that that this were to happen in it would definitely be nascar um i mean yeah. but i mean i mean you have to apply nascar for just the just having the you know in terms of like their front office like having to just i'll, I'll say courage to be like, yeah, yeah, look, we're not having the uh, rebel flag. Like, we're not going to do that. That will no longer be present at any of our events. Because, I mean, a lot a lot of the people that are that run NASCAR, I would assume, are from the South. They do have Confederate heritage, slave owner heritage, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. so at the same time, you know, so for them to be able to, to be like, you know what, Bubba Wallace is right. We don't need this. This does not. This is on. This is the wrong side of history. I've heard that 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 term being thrown around, being thrown around, like for like the last couple of weeks. Wrong side of history, and the Confederate flag yeah. is on the wrong side of history. Uh, and you know, and that's a perfect segue, man, to what's going on in college sports right now. I know uh, with uh, everything else going on at Oklahoma State Big Twelve school, uh, their their coach Mike Gundy had on the uh, what is it? Was it One American News? Only American News? One American mm-hmm. News Network? OAN had that shirt on uh, where he's posing in a picture where he appeared to be on a fishing trip. And uh, and uh, Chuba was it Chuba Hubbard? The, yeah, the, the star running back of Oklahoma State came out and spoke against it, and um, and you know that in itself, you know, for like, what maybe a week and a half in the news cycle was the top of mind, and it, it it continued to shut to shine a light, like a very very bright light, fluorescent light, on what exactly is going on with their program. So I'm curious to see you know, how they recruit within the next couple of years and, and what even, like, even becomes a Mike Gundy. I mean, a lot of, like, a couple of pundits actually, uh, or one in particular, Paul Feinbaum, uh, was calling for his resignation immediately because it's like, look, yeah, they need to go ahead and fire him, just wipe their hands of this guy because, like, this is this is a terrible look to have, to have that uh, as a part of your university. And, and we, yet he still has his job. Still has his job. Still yeah. has his job. I mean, he's an alum. He played, played football there and all that stuff. But it, it just looks really bad in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And, I mean, and you know, then you turn your attention to Mississippi. You know, uh, the SEC came out and said, yeah, we're not going to host any conference-sanctioned events in your state as long as that flag that bears the rebel flag, mind you, is still flying over your state. It still represents your state. Uh, and Kylan Hill, star running back in, uh, from Mississippi State University, led the SEC in rushing, I believe, last season. You know, yeah. Yeah, you know, said he was going to sit out. State didn't change it, which is powerful. Because we, because you know, bro, in Mississippi, much like Arkansas, where we're from, man, there's no pro teams. So, so, so what? What they have to rely exactly. on is Ole Miss, Mississippi State, especially that rivalry. You know, what? What was your take on hearing that? Um, big step for him. Um, I, I really applaud him for for taking a step like that, especially his not only being a black athlete or a black man in this country, but being a running back. Um, you you're often seen as replaceable. Um, and so him standing out like that, like you said, the, the trickle down effect, Mississippi doesn't have any professional sports team. So colleges is huge. There is how they make a, a big chunk of their revenue. But to be honest with you, um, and we'll get, I guess, into deeper discussion later on. Nobody this year is going to be making revenue off of sports. I'm sorry. Um, sports center, do your best to hang in there. Um, us as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as far as our content. Um, 
but but nobody's going to be making big bucks off of sports this year, regardless. Um, well, I will say in hindsight, whenever um, I'm, I know right now we're fighting two battles, uh, one should have been done with um, for over 200 years ago now. Um, and, and the other one is very recent and no telling when that's going to end, and that's coronavirus. Um, and, and so with that being said, again, I, I don't think anybody's going to be making money off of sports anytime soon. But as a running back, he, he's seen as far as market value replaceable. And so Mississippi State and their organization can easily think, ah, he's a running back. We're replacing with another black kid that can run fast and break tackles. Um, but I would challenge more college students to speak up, um, especially with the SEC taking that stand. I, I, I would challenge every every black kid that represents the SEC to step up. And, and this, hopefully, and it's crazy even because I, I heard a, a little bit about that, but I didn't hear it to the matter, too. It wasn't loud enough for me. Um, not at all. You know, I didn't see that on, on social media i didn't see it blow up and it should have it the sec made that statement saying and correct me if i you know misconstrued your statement um that they would not be playing or hosting a game in any state um or city that does not have that flag up or flying um i'm assuming during the game ceremonies kind of deal whenever they yeah. you know and I guess to provide more clarity on that, I mean, per per mm-hmm. what was reported, uh, like SEC conference championship games, uh, SEC mm-hmm. tournament games, et cetera, mm-hmm. because, I mean, they weren't talking about outright, like, yo, Mississippi State and Ole Miss can't have home games of any sort. But they're definitely yeah. not they're definitely not hosting the indoor hosting. the indoor track and field championships, outdoor track and field championships, SEC tournament uh, for basketball, okay. baseball, et cetera. Like, we're not going to set up shop in the state of Mississippi. And celebrate yeah. the SEC. Yeah, um, yeah, that's stupid. Um, the commissioner of SEC is retarded. Um, that, that's idiotic. Um, just to even know that he would say something, or, or they would decide, because it's not even just him. As an organization, you would assume not one person makes a decision to speak out for it, the entire organization. You would assume a group of people came together. Um, the statement was ran across the board at least once or twice, hopefully several times, something so egregious. And then they decided to put it out there. Stupid. It clearly shows um, a lack of sensitivity towards not only the black audience, but the African-American, the black players that play for you and perform and honestly are, are such a huge part of the revenue that you consume each year as a non-profit, quote-unquote, un- organization is bro i can't believe that um yeah i definitely hope there's more athletes who come out and say the same thing and th- this is shines like more on the fact that we we need to start supporting our own schools i know some historical black colleges may have been founded by some somebody who wasn't black but at least that person who um donated initially donated to a great cause to further black education and give us an equal opportunity as educating ourselves. Yeah. Um, and more importantly, something that we can take pride on and that we can hold. And this is, this is yeah. even more reason for conferences like the SWAT conference is to stand on their pride of supporting um, 
us as black people. And it's just crazy, bro. That's that's extremely crazy. I mean, that's literally that, that's that's a million dollar organization saying we don't care about black lives at all or how you guys feel. So you're so and, so so you're saying that that the commission of the SEC should not have uh, made that statement on banning no. SEC events in the state of Mississippi. No, that- oh, so he said he he is banning them because they're going to be supporting the flag. Or yeah. is he saying? Yeah, oh, okay. the, the, he he's saying he's saying he's banning SEC sanctioned events such as conference tournaments, track and field in championships in the state of Mississippi. Like they're not going to host those there. Basically, okay. in due part because of the flag. He's on the right side of history. Yeah, he's on the right gotcha. side. Gotcha. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I, you saw how I blew up there. For yeah, that's why I, 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 I was trying. I was trying to decode Jesus. it. But but but, <laughs> but actually, but, but here's the thing: you're you're not all the way off because here's 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 the thing with that is that how much pressure are you willing to apply though? Because so yeah. what? I mean, so what if they're if they're not if they can't host the uh, the 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 the, the women's college. Uh, conference tournament sec tournament in starksville or uh or oxford i mean so what right like like these schools are still going to play these schools are still going to compete you know if you're still going to make revenue they're still going to make revenue they're still going to be on the sec network see honestly right there right there though terry that's where you really put that's where you really just get on them and separate it and i don't know if you can hear that i think like the ice cream truck is like riding by my house right now no, I can't. <laughs> I don't know. It's de- def- it's definitely be picked up on my mic, but um, but yeah, but but honestly though, Terry, that that's where you really will see the difference. You will you will see the difference in. Oh my god, I'm like really getting distracted. I'm like the ice cream truck has been like driving by here for like four days, which is <laughs> which is crazy because like during coronavirus, like I wouldn't want anybody handing out ice cream to my children. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, like like what, you, like what do you do? See, and it's sketchy, bro. Come on, man. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so so like I was saying, that that's gonna that that's gonna be a key point too, man. It's like, are you like are you really trying to dry out the entire state of Mississippi? Are you really trying to make a statement, make it known that you're not gonna stand for this, we're not gonna tolerate this, take the flag, remove the flag, or your universities will suffer. So, and that's it. So yeah, but to your point though about about the uh, HBCUs and the conferences such as the SWAC and the MEAC, and also there are there are a lot of uh, historically black college universities that are um, Division two, and I believe NAIA as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just look at you know the way like a lot of those colleges are set up, I mean, do we've seen it throughout throughout the course of uh, throughout the course or of, like of our time, you know, uh, just the way that they're often treated. And overlooked. I mean, yeah, you know, they, they, they throw in the best parties, they turning up, the culture is good, it's great, it's dope. But at the end of the day, these athletes aren't trying to go there. They're trying to go to Florida, yeah. they're trying to go to Georgia, they're trying to go to, 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 to Texas, to Florida State, to the University of Oregon, USC, LSU. I mean, we can Kentucky, Ohio State, we can sit here all go day. All night, man. Yeah, and, and name off division one programs that are that are recruiting uh, black athletes, black high school athletes come and play for them. I mean, I know you heard about Mikey Williams speaking out saying that he's going to be considering some HBCUs. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just about time that we continue to realize that we have the power here. The SEC, the SEC will be the will be conference USA if it were not for black athletes. The big 12 will be the Sunbelt conference. Honestly, if it were not for black athletes, 
No offense to the Sun Belt. It's no offense. I mean, I know we went to Arkansas State. It's no offense, but you want to talk about pool of talent, right? Yeah. It would not. It would not compare. It simply would not. And no offense to Conference USA, Mountain West, and all these other respect respectable uh, <laughs> Division One conferences, but it's the truth. These these conferences Respects. would not uh, be be up to the standard of which they are right now. So I mean, so as we look ahead, though, Terry, into you know twenty twenty one recruiting classes, twenty twenty two and beyond, are you do you believe that we could see a significant change in the trend of black or black high school athletes signing to uh, HBCUs? Definitely in basketball. I I think that's where the change is gonna be united first basketball is more of an individual sport any sport as a team sport can be an individual sport um just to simplify you have golf you know of course it's just one single player um, but basketball is just five guys on each team but one player can can make a huge difference um yeah. especially when it comes to who's actually watching a game so I see it happening in basketball. Someone like Mikey Williams or another kid um, who decides, hey, I'm going to go play at, at Texas Southern instead. Uh, I'm going to play at Howard instead. Um, I'm going to go to University of Palm Bluff, Arkansas instead. They, they can easily make that choice and still make it to the NBA. Their Their, their viewership won't be um, taken down because guess what? If, if you play basketball, you're you're great at it. People are gonna watch, and ESPN is definitely gonna find a way to televise it um, and monopolize. And they're gonna make a profit off of it. Right. And you're still gonna be able to make a profit. Your image um, as a basketball player alone, your talent on the court will allow you to make a profit. So I definitely see it happening in basketball first. Um, basketball is, is going to be, I mean, football is going to be a little tough to catch on because if any sport is considered a super team sport, it's definitely football. Um, you need all 11 of those guys on the field. Not 22, honestly, if you want to count the defense and the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, to make a great team and to have a great product out on the field. Um, so football would definitely create, need a more collective um, effort. For example, you couldn't just get, um, the number three ranked quarterback in in the country, and boom, you know we're we're, we're high on the market now. We're, yeah. we're on ESPN primetime or afternoon. Um, you would need several players to commit um, to spending not only one or two years, but probably three or four at the HBU to make significantly change the program and the outcome. Which is again, it's possible. You know, with the narrative. Um, of what's currently going on in our country. Um, it's allowing kids our age growing up, 13, 14, who are in high school sports, to think more about their heritage and who they are and how they want to be represented. Right. I, I feel like we're going to have a lot of different trailblazers, um, which is going to have a great impact on HBCUs and definitely have a great impact uh, for the black athletes, so certainly, um, it's coming. It's definitely coming. I will, I will say this. I mean, because you and I, you know, we both graduated from from PWIs, and um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, Terry, you're from Southeast Arkansas. You grew up, uh, what, just like an hour, forty, maybe forty five minutes away from Pine Bluff. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah, we're, and we're... now my parents have put a pass. 
five years they've had a house that's literally up the road from UAPB. So yeah. Yeah. So 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 you grew up around that your whole life. I myself having my like my mom for example uh, graduated from from uh, the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. My one of my uncles graduated from there. I believe when it was known as uh, Arkansas A M and N. Yeah, uh, long time ago. Yeah, 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 long time ago. So, so, so I, I grew up going to homecomings and things like that. So, I, so, I, so I know how much it means to, to to go to an HBCU and to come from that. And you know what I'm calling on people to do, and like I don't know who all might be listening to this right now. I don't know where this, where episode 25 of the Ethan and Terry show will take us. But, but what I am, what I'm gonna say is this. If you're an alumni of of an HBCU, like an affluent alumni, especially, or if you played, or if you played uh, within like you know their basketball programs, football programs, even baseball, softball, whatever, continue to donate. I'll say continue because I'm almost certain that that they do, that they're still part of their alumni, uh, their alumni uh, uh, programs there. But continue to give, continue to donate, continue to be visible. I mean, especially if you played in the NFL, like the Doug Williams, Jerry Rice. Jay Rice is in yeah. the world. Uh, the family of Walter Payton, obviously, he passed away. But you know, when you start to think about people that actually came out of like HBCUs, bro, that actually won Super Bowls, that were very successful, that might have even became uh, NFL coaches. And honestly, man, that, you know, like if, if when you think about that, that's influence, that's power. You know, when Doug yeah, Williams was coaching at Grambling State, bro, Grambling State was cold. Them boys was cold. I remember Bruce Eugene. It was, I believe, his name was Tremaine Williams and all those guys. Like, bro, they were cold. Yeah, they could compete. But I understand what you're saying. Football is a little different. It will take, you know, more than a couple seasons to be able to really see like the long lasting effects of having, you know, blue chip recruits that on your O line, your D line, your secondary quarterback, you know, your skill players as well. It will take a while. But at the end of the day, man, change is still change. You know, exactly. so alumni continue to give, continue to be that that influence that's that's there. And not saying that you know you have to do some, you know, weird under the table stuff to get people to go to, <laughs> to go to, to universities. But at the same time, when you're when you're there, when you're around, and when you're able to talk to these you know aspiring students, not even just athletes, man, but just aspiring students in general. You know, when you think about the next four years, when they think about the next four years of their life, you know, make sure to make it a decision that not only reflects their professional endeavors and interests, but as well as what their heritage means to them. So, so I don't know, man. That was that was a great segment. I'm glad we, we really got into that, man. And uh, we'll keep a close eye on uh, on these recruiting classes, bro, because it's it's gonna get it's gonna it's gonna shift. Definitely, I feel it, man. Yeah, I mean, we and I hate that it had to come down to, obviously the you know, the kill the recent killings of Ahmaud Arbery and. George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and and I mean Rashar Brooks I believe was the brother's name like they yeah. yeah it's I mean you hate to see it in that context but I mean just the the overwhelming response from everyone you know um it's it's been great to see you know you almost see like a resurgence in black pride not to say it ever went anywhere but but you love to see how everyone is coming together within our community Definitely man Yeah all right man so seg- trying trying to segue into uh major league baseball. Uh so they so the owners unanimously voted on the sixty game season and the players finally came around to agreeing to it as well, even though there's probably some uh reluctancy there. Um Terry, what do you feel like th- this means for the game of baseball, man, for the MLB? Cause you know the last couple of seasons have been a struggle for them. 
you know, trying to get viewership, trying to get people engaged, trying to make the game fun, make baseball, you know, just a fun and interesting sport to watch again. You know, obviously for people who may not live in those uh, cities where the teams are. Uh, yeah. What do you think this would do for the league, for the MLB? If they're able to have success um, and actually bring forth the season, again, the coronavirus is no joke. And basically every state, um, surprisingly, other than New Jersey and New York area, um, there's an increase. There's been a spike in cases. Um, the NBA right now is struggling. They want to get back started, but they probably won't because Florida as a state has spiked enormously over the past weekend in coronavirus, case, coronavirus mm-hmm. cases. So um, they're able to actually put a product out there. Um, I, I I think they'll have some type of success because what else are we watching right now as far as sports? Um, what else are we watching on TV? Everyone's Netflix and chilling. Um, Hulu has a few good episodes. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're Disney Plus. Thank God <laughs> they released right before this whole thing started. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of like we're running out of content. So if, if baseball is on, and you know how I feel about the MLB, but if baseball is on right now, I'll probably actually give it a shot and watch it, you know, even if it takes the pitcher uh, five minutes to throw every pitch. I'll probably still watch it. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you you go from, what, 100, what is it, 168 games they play, I believe? 162. 162 to just 60. I mean, you're, sheesh. I mean, you, you would assume they would lose revenue. Um, yeah. But somehow... It's a possibility that it can almost balance out because I assume, I wouldn't even say it's an assumption, I will go ahead and say it's fact. They probably don't get um, a lot of great numbers during the season. I mean, 162 games, I, I doubt, you know, there's a quarter million people tuning in. Um, era. Do they do Tuesday night baseball, I think? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, they, uh, you know, the, no, no, no to, to that point. Primetime baseball games are are rather unique. I mean, when you think about the the networks that cover, like ESPN does uh, Sunday night baseball. I think at one point they were doing Monday, um, and I want to say there might even have been like a like maybe even like a Wednesday night, kind of just I guess yeah. through through like as the season like progresses, they'll have like I guess more more airtime, right? Because I mean, because by that point basketball is done, uh, you know, tennis. Uh, it's like it's still around, but those ga- those matches are shown like during the day, early in the morning. Uh, yeah, exactly. And the World Cups, this isn't a World Cup year, this isn't a, or this is an Olympic year, but the Olympics won't be going on. Uh, so so yeah, and also Fox Fox uh shows a number of baseball games on Saturday afternoons, I think Sunday, especially into the fall. Um, then you have uh, I think T- TBS was showing baseball games for a minute. WGN having Chicago Cubs and White Sox, I believe. So. It's 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 weird, man, and 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 even like in in today's era, like it's so like regional markets are so important for 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 baseball, like Fox Sports uh, South, you know, and um, even up here with Root Sports, they show a number of of Seattle Mariners games too. So when they're not being shown on on the national feed, they're at least getting some regional coverage uh, to supplement. But uh, but that alone, man, it's it's difficult. But at the same time, now that you have sixty games. You know, a, 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 a sports analyst pointed out today, they were, they were like, yo, each game is going to mean so much more. 
and yeah. and you know you hope that they adhere to the uh, recommendations uh, about not having the season extend into uh, like into the colder months where there could possibly be you know an even more uh, in, uh, in, uh, intense spike uh, of corona of, of the coronavirus this year. So it's gonna be interesting, man. I'm gonna tune in. I might I might find me a team to support. Honestly. I would say I would support the Astros, but due to recent allegations, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like being <laughs> being an Astros fan in baseball is just like being a Cowboys fan in football right now. So <laughs> something about sports in Texas that people are that people just do not like. <laughs> uh, yeah. But but no, man, we'll 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 we'll, we'll keep a close. Uh, we'll keep our finger on the pulse of um of the MLB. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what this will mean because this could honestly ex- expose them. And be like, hey. You know what? A lot of people tuned in. Say what you want about it. Maybe it's because nothing else was on. But <laughs> our games meant that much more. Maybe we don't need 162. Maybe we'd be better off having an 82 game or, or, or a 90 game schedule. So Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I can review that. Um, last remark when it comes to that. Uh, I, don't know if, I don't remember the exact teams that were playing, but I remember one of the biggest moments um, after things kind of calmed down during after 9-11 was the fact that there was a baseball game that televised and it was kind of like the first national sporting event right after 9-11 um, which which you know was a tragedy to this country and right now in the world it's honestly facing a tragedy I know we over the last probably three to two months now we're kind of like trying to push it out of our head but coronavirus isn't going anywhere guys it's not no um, it's not going anywhere um still kind of things are kind of as is as it was when it first came out all we know is to wear a mask and wash our hands so um it would be great it would be great baseball basketball if anything started just to to help things feel you know normal yeah yeah i mean you know if i'm the minnesota twins organization if i'm the atlanta braves organization um you know if i'm like the university of louisville I come thinking about these these cities and these states where uh, these tragedies have occurred. Yeah. You know, you talk about trying to put on the best showing of of athletic performance that you possibly can, man. You know, just just for the city alone, your city is on fire, literally on fire. Um, it's 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 horrifying right now, man. And you know, sports and plus, you know, I can't fault a lot of these players for not wanting to play. Obviously, for you know, biological reasons in terms of, uh, you know, health reasons, and I'm trying to remain healthy and, and safe through it all. But I can understand that your mind is on other things aside from, you know, wanting to, you know, perform, play basketball, play baseball, play football, soccer, and tennis even, um, which is a great segue with tennis because um immediately thought about uh, uh, Djokovic today, uh, who's from Serbia. You know, be, you know, having tested positive for uh, COVID nineteen, but also his fellow countrymen, Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> kind of easy to get those intertwined, huh? Yeah, yeah, it is. Jo- Jokovic and Jokic. So Jokic testing positive for for coronavirus today. Um, Serbia, man, different place. I mean. <laughs> I mean, per what they're what, what what they were talking about ESPN. I mean, there were pictures and I think videos leaked of uh, when Novak Djokovic was throwing or when they had that uh, that tournament 
in Serbia. Yeah, and how, how thin he was. Yeah, and they were talking about there was like a party that they had thrown afterwards where like they're celebrating, they're vibing. And he had his shirt off doing his thing, a whole lot of people. And it was like he was seemingly asking for it at that point. Um, <laughs> and then you're just like looking at it, well, like, yeah, of co- well, of course you're going to get it. But, you know, as we look ahead, man, into, into you know, the NBA trying to come back, you know, like, the, like you just said, bro, like no, cases are spiking in certain states, Florida being one of them. I mean, I, I don't know if you heard, but the uh, the women's soccer team, the women's pro soccer team out of out of Orlando, uh, a couple players had tested positive for a coronavirus as well. Uh, Jeez. After yeah. having uh, uh, visited a bar down in Florida, um, I mean, if you're if if you're the NBA, you know, if 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 you're if you're Adam Silver. You know, or if you're anyone in the front office, which by the way, apparently there isn't there isn't a contingency plan. Like it's not like no, they, it's not. yeah, it's not like you know they they have uh, facilities in Vegas ready to go right now. They ha- they're banking on the bubble, but if you're the NBA and one of your star players having contracted this this virus, I mean, are you thinking about pulling the plug on 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 the bubble at this point? I have to strongly consider it. Um, right now, there's actually two things going on. And breaking news, um, A.V. Bradley, um, one of the players off the bench for the Los Angeles Lakers, key player, I would add, um, just decided that if, if the NBA season is to res- resume, that he will not um, be playing. Um, he just announced that. And his stance is, of course, for um, Black Lives Matter, um, the movement that he's portraying is coming piggybacking off of Kyrie's point of, uh, you know, we don't want to play because we don't want to be a distraction to what's currently happening um, in this country on the fight against racism. And so you have that side of players um, who are refusing, just to name a few other ones who um, set out for other personal reasons, DeMarcus Cousins, Trevor Ariza, over the last 24 hours have announced that they will not be playing as well if the season is to restart. So, if I'm if I'm the commissioner right now, tonight, tomorrow night, Thursday and Friday, um, going into the weekend, I'm thinking hard, Ethan. I really am. I'm thinking hard because I, I don't know how we can continue. Yeah. Like, Jokic is a big part of Lee. If, if Jokic does not play for Denver, Denver – Probably shouldn't even make the playoffs, Ethan. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I love Jamal Murray. He's, he's a monster. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. He still has a long way to go. Um, Will Barton, you know, shows great promise every once in a while. But man, Jokic is, is what's special about the different Nuggets. He's what's special about the league, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, when I think of the best big man. As far as health-wise, he's he's number one to me. I mean, you can name Anthony Davis or Joel Embiid, but they, they're always banged up or bruised or something's going on. Right. Um, Jokic is, is a monster, man. Oh, yeah. Can't um, leave out the unicorn, Porzingis. But, I mean, Jokic, is, he's he's a monster. And Jok- he's always healthy, and he's ready to go. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. And so it's, it's like – this is one of your star players, the best player on the Denver Nuggets and arguably the best player, best big man in the league. Uh, what what happens if, if I get another call of another star player, you know? Yeah. 
you know, Jokic is, is certainly arguably the best big man in the league. I mean, talk about complete game. You know, being able yeah. to shoot the threes, he's a great passer. You know, finishes well well at the rim and everything else. With both. Bo- yeah, both yeah. Of, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, and, and even, even you know, um, watching the Blazers, you know, go, go toe-to-toe with them seven games, you know, last season. You know, that was <laughs> – I mean, like, bro, I was like, yo, I don't know if we're gonna pull this off. You feel me? And, and you know, but but that whole team, man, they're, they're a team that's that's poised and destined for something greater. But without Jokic, man, they simply just can't get it done. Uh, but no. yeah, but bro, I agree with you, man. If I'm in the NBA right now, man, I'm definitely look approaching this in just a realistic way. Like you, you look at the number of cases. I don't know, man. I mean, is it even worth it at this point? Yeah. So. And, and- and it's hard because the NBA has a great plan, but you get man, no plan is is foolproof. I'm sorry, like yeah, it, it doesn't even have to be in a bubble. Like they can land in Florida and and catch at the airport from a flight attendant, or yeah, or you know somebody want some of the cleaning crew members who just weren't quarantined properly, or yeah, you know, you, or you know they can order Uber Eats or DoorDash or something. Yeah, from, uh, honestly, bro, I mean, they can't. You, you can't control that. They can't have any contact with the outside world, bro, in the bubble. Like, everything you need is there. Don't even think about anything. For four months, we're playing ball. Straight up. <laughs> but you, you you, got these other people traveling in and out. If not the players, you know, the caterers. Like, it's, it's just so much to try to control. Um, and I'll be honest with you, Ethan, it's, it's not shocking. It's just it's a numbers game. Jokic won't be the only player and last no. big-name player we hear no. who, who no. has the disease. Not at all. Not by far. And, and, and the next week, they're going to start doing tests and bringing players in for camps. I mean, we're going to hear all types of big names. You know, that's just that's how it's going to go. And so the question yeah. will remain, does the NBA allow their quote-unquote illness to pass and be tested negative and then put them back on the court and decide to just Man. push through the season or what, what happens? Bro, I'm going to keep it real, bro. I feel like <laughs> I feel like they should probably cancel the season. Walk away from it, right? 1920, you know, just no champion. Nothing. Just let it be. And look ahead to 21, 2021. And think about, bro, building like just like a facility that's just dedicated to this, bro. Put it in Montana if you have to, bro. I don't, I don't care, man. You could have it in the most desolate place in the entire country, where there's no distractions, no people, bro. Honestly, man, they can they can put it in Cody, Wyoming, next to Kanye's Kanye's place. Where y'all hey, Kanye got plenty of land. Out he got there, plenty man. of land. If I'm Kanye, I'm leasing the land to Adam Silver into the NBA. <laughs> Facts. The Easy Factory can wait. All right, they're <laughs> trying to get the NBA back up and running, and we go, and it's gonna be lit. Like they need, and honestly, the NFL needs to consider that, man. MLB, all professional sports, they're wanting to continue, bro. At least for the next eighteen months, need to try to see if they can have a secure enough facility built, bro, for their league. And honestly, that's 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 just how it go. That's just how it has to be, man. This, yeah. this is the new reality that we're living in. And, and it's crazy. It just popped in my head. It's weird, weird thought. But, you know, they, they're always saying everything must end. All good things have an ending. And, you know, when you watch, you know, futuristic shows with us 
humans traveling off of their area for living in the so-called bubble. Yeah. They never mention football or basketball. It's almost like, are we beginning the era of no sports as far as, you know, team sports? Yeah. And it, we don't know, and I hate, again, hate to be the downer, that, that guy, but I'm just speaking numbers and science right now. We don't know anything about coronavirus. We don't know how long it's going to be around. We don't know how long it's going to take to find a vaccine. We don't, we don't know if there's a cure. We don't know, Ethan, too much from now, this, this disease can evolve again. <laughs> into something else. It's, that's what disease or, vi- or virus, do. virus, our virus. My bad. Virus can it can evolve to something else. Yeah. So we we don't we don't know what we're dealing with. Um, sorry, I don't don't know the technical terms there. No, no, no. no. It's, <laughs> and, no but, it's you, I mean, but, honestly, it's hard to keep up with either way, bro. This. Yeah. I mean, bro. I mean, I'm glad you actually said that, man, because we could live in a world where our only sports, bro, that we have to tune into. And honestly, it's going to feel like the 1920s because I feel yeah. like sports like tennis, right? Like, come on, you can't. <laughs> and even I believe the, the lady who's the chairman of the U.S. Open, she said, come on, you can't. There isn't a more socially distanced sport, right? <laughs> Where you have two people on either side of the net <laughs> or one person on either side of the net just uh, hitting the ball back and forth. Right. So like, you, it's going to be like you're going to have tennis. Baseball could have a chance to come back. Track and field is going to be uh, a, a, a more highly sought after uh, sport to start watching. You know, uh, uh, boxing, UFC. So, I mean, yeah. bro, it's it's looking a lot different now. Definitely, man. Different world, man. Yeah, man. But, yo, man, that's that's all I had, man. Tara, I appreciate you uh, today, man. This is an amazing conversation holistically all the way around. Um, man. Uh, I mean, just kind of heavy to really just think about what all we've gone through, you know, in the world just within the last three to four months, man, and and what we're having to deal with now. Definitely, bro. But but hopefully things will get better soon. Um, if we can't have NBA return, hopefully they'll do another two K tournament. I'm all I'm all for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, esports! I'm telling you, man, esports is certainly the future now. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. Esports is certainly the future. But Terry, man, hey, bro, I appreciate you, man. You got anything else, man? Before we sign off? No, bro, that's it. All right, man, we appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Episode 25 of the Ethan and Terry Show podcast, dedicated to covering the latest in sports and entertainment. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe to the podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast from, man. Appreciate y'all tuning in, Terry. I'm gonna holler at you. All right, bro. All right.